Welcome to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by Sarda. I'm Cliff Hickman of the Canton Repository along with Mike Popovich of The Rep. And we're reviewing Friday Night in Week 8. And Mike Popovich joins us after covering a big non-conference federal league game. Jackson defeated Central Catholic tonight 34-6. I guess the big story there from one of your tweets, Mike, it looked like Central Catholic quarterback Austin Beck was knocked out of this game pretty early. Well, he did come back. Uh, he only missed one series. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, the one series he missed, uh, Jackson was able to increase their lead on a uh, long pick six by uh, Drew Boggs. Not necessarily uh, uh, Jack Talkington, uh, who replaced Austin Beck. Not really his fault. Uh, he had a good pass. Uh, looked like the ball went through uh, his intended receiver's hands, and, and Drew Boggs returned uh, the interception for a touchdown, and then Austin Beck was able to come back in into the game and actually throw a touchdown pass on the final play of the game to Riley Campbell that uh, uh, accounted for Central's only points. But really the big story out of here was uh, Jackson. I know Tim Budd, he really didn't mince words after his team uh, played McKinley last week. Uh, wasn't really happy uh, with the way uh, the defense played. I mean, they gave up uh, just over 400 yards. And and tonight it looked like they really went back to the basics and uh, uh, was able to shut down Central Catholic from the start. Defense kind of set the tone, and then, you know, Jackson was able to to, to build their lead uh, uh, through the pick six by uh, Drew Boggs. Uh, Hunter Geisinger threw a couple of touchdown passes, uh, including one to Jake Ryan. Ethan Atkins had another touchdown run. So, you know, Jackson's able to regroup their six and two. They go back into federal league play next week uh, against uh, Green and Hoover. And, you know, they're going to probably need those wins to uh, uh, get into the playoffs. And we mentioned Jackson's prospects there. What about Central Catholic? They've played a really tough schedule this year. And unfortunately, you don't get computer points for attempting those games. Right. And that's and that's really too bad in their case. Uh, you know, I know they're down now to four and four. Um, uh, they're really only chance of gaining any points uh <laughs> in their final two weeks would be when they play Louisville in their final regular season game. They play uh, Columbus, Lyndon McKinley next week. Uh, they win that game. They're not going to get a lot. So, uh, um, you know, you don't know how, how it's going to stand, you know, say if they go into the game against Louisville and, and beat them, what that does. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's really kind of, you know, central. I, you know, I, always respect them for not shying away from these big opponents and uh, you know for their sake you know they they probably needed to get one of these wins against Jackson or you know at the end Louisville and hope for some help but uh, you know that's that's just the way it is yeah and you mentioned McKinley earlier, the Bulldogs in Federal League action tonight. They defeat Glen Oak 41-0. That wraps up at least a share of the Federal League title for McKinley. A nice year so far for the Bulldogs, Elijah Wesley, Lemire Garrett, another big game for both of those guys tonight. Yeah, not so much a surprise uh, uh as far as uh, you know, the result of this game, uh, and uh, if you're McKinley, that's uh, that's really kind of uh, nice to get that wrapped up in in week eight. Now, uh, uh, 
you know, the team we'll be talking about shortly, they're going to have to go uh, face Perry next week, and uh, Perry's going to want a piece of that title, and, uh, you know, McKinley's going to hope for um, to uh, win it outright. Uh, one two-point conversion miss away from being undefeated right now, McKinley is. But, uh, you know, you like you talked about, Lemire Garrett, uh, two more touchdowns, and, well, Elijah Wesley has really grown as a quarterback in his first year. Three more touchdown passes for him. So McKinley uh, is up to 7-1 uh, and one right now. And uh, two big regular season games left before they look ahead to uh, Week 11. And you mentioned Perry. They put themselves in the conversation for at least a piece of the Federal League title next week if they can beat McKinley. They took out Lake 51-13 to tonight. Uh, the Panthers over 400 yards rushing again. I believe that's the third straight game Perry has eclipsed that mark. So clicking on all cylinders there. Right. It's actually uh, it's actually the fourth straight game. and They've had over 400 yards rushing uh, in each win during uh, this winning streak. Four games in a row since they uh, suffered their only loss of the season to Jackson and uh, uh, big nights again from Dion Cundiff and Josh Lemon and ironically the first Perry touchdown of the night uh, came on a Hayden Venus 20-yard touchdown pass to Jack Nelligan. You don't see Perry open their scoring with a touchdown pass very often. but and um, Usually not 20 yards. That definitely shocked me when I saw it come across the ticker. Right. So uh, a convincing win over Lake and uh, um, yeah, they could they can't go into uh, uh, next week's game against McKinley in any better shape than they're in right now. Yeah, and then a game that was competitive for a while, but uh, kind of fell apart late. Hoover defeated Green 42-17 to tonight. The Vikings uh, had a big second half there to pull away. So a nice win for Hoover. Right, yeah. Uh, Hoover's got uh, two straight wins right now. Uh, uh, I'm sure they kind of like one of their – one of the – games that you know that got away from them uh you know early a couple weeks ago i'm sure they'd like that back or else they'd also be in the uh uh conversation for the federal league but um boy five more touchdown passes for connor ashby and this kid's just really he i i got to see him once this year i wish i could see him more he's uh you know he's really having a solid season uh, for Hoover and uh, they're up to five and three right now yeah, he can change the complexion of a game very quick like I said it was tight in the first half but he got hot in the second half and they were able to put some space between themselves and green very very quickly and then we had our radio game of the night over on the Friday night Ohio.com app Maslin defeated Barberton 49 to 24 obviously all eyes on uh, Maslin right now as we start to creep towards that week 10 matchup between the Bulldogs and the Tigers. Right. This is a game that uh, Maslin actually was behind in at one point, And uh, I think one of the rare games this season where they didn't uh, have a running clock going, but uh, yeah, Maslin up to eight and over right now. And I know, you know, in recent weeks when we were looking at the uh, uh, career touchdown passes record in Stark County and where, 
Aiden Longwell fit into that. I, I think we probably should also be looking at what Terrence Keyes has done for Maslin lately. Uh, 255 yards rushing, five touchdowns tonight, and in his last three games, he has almost 600 yards rushing and 12 touchdowns. So, uh, you know, in addition to, uh, you know, what players like uh, Aiden Longwell, a quarterback, Jaden Ballard can do, Terrence Keys is also a big key to this Maslin offense. They have a lot of ways they can score points. They're 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 so good in about every phase of the game. It's it's going to be a really interesting playoff uh, run for them. I think it's a shame them and Hoban are in the in the same district this year, but uh, it's. One of those things, I guess. Well, even that, and I think it's going to be really interesting kind of, you know, before the playoffs start for them, you know, you know what the McKinley game is going to be like based on how well McKinley's uh, yeah McKinley's and, playing real well too yeah and like we said yeah I mean they're Lara missed two point conversion away from also being eight and zero as well so uh, you know that week ten game that's a you know if you had to have a game that uh, you wanted to go into the playoffs on that's uh, the McKinley Maslin game is 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 a good game. Yeah, I think it's going to be bigger than ever this year. It's always big, but I think this is shaping up to be a very special Week 10. We'll take a look at some other scores in just a moment. First, though, the Friday Night Ohio podcast is powered by Sarda. Sarda, providing over 5,000 rides a day for work. Sarda provides over 2.4 million rides a year. Sarda takes you to work, school, medical appointments, and more. Sarda, where can we take you today? We're going to take a look at the Eastern Buckeye Conference, Mike. Uh, the big two teams everyone's keeping an eye on right now. Alliance and Marlington, uh, they seem poised to head into Week 10 here in a couple weeks with the league title on the line once again. Both teams upheld their end of the bargain tonight. Alliance defeated Carrollton 21-12. Brandon Alexander, the starting quarterback, was pretty doubtful for that game, but the Aviators able to weather that injury and get another win. And then Marlington defeats Canton South 42 to 27 and this was a game that was very close uh at halftime as well kind of a surprise but marlington able to pull away late anthony sabatino with another big game running the ball he's over a thousand yards on the season cj griner throws two touchdown passes there's some tweets uh floating around out there that say he set the school record for touchdowns accounted for Uh, that's something i'll be looking into early next week as soon as I get some time but a very nice career there for CJ Griner and Marlington playing pretty well especially on the offensive side of the ball going down the stretch right Anthony Sabatino went over a thousand yards rushing on the season and uh, Marlington I don't know how many thousand yard rushers they've had over uh, their history you know especially recently with uh, guys like uh, Alden Hill and uh, DeMonte Thomas when I used to see him a lot as Jacques Sam you can add him to that list. That was another great back they had. Right, he had 165 yards rushing tonight. And, uh, you know, like you said, uh, you know, that collision course, uh, week 10 collision course between Marlington and Alliance is still – 
still on course. <laughs> yep, and a couple of other scores from around the league. Salem snaps its two-game losing streak. Uh, the Quakers defeat Minerva 42-13. to And then in the non-conference game of the week, West Holmes defeated West Branch 56-34. to So the Knights come in and have a just a huge offensive performance. Zach Gardner, the former Sandy Valley coach in charge there at West Holmes, and they snap a two-game winning streak by West Branch. Yeah, I thought this might be a game that West Branch could get and, you know, keep their uh, winning streak going. But, uh, you know, Coach Gardner, you know, a few years ago at Sandy Valley, you know, he had uh, he had those teams in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, he's trying to do good things down at West Holmes and uh, they were able to get the win. Absolutely. We'll take a look at some more scores in a moment. First, though, the Goodwill Drive to Victory returned tonight for the Perry at Lake game. Fans were able to donate clothes and housewares at donation trailers set up at the site. Those donations will be sold in local Goodwill stores and support employment programs for people in our community with disabilities or other barriers to employment. Donate stuff. Help your school. Help our community. And then you mentioned Louisville a bit earlier. They go all the way down to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and the Leopards are able to survive that long bus ride and potentially the Mothman. You never know where he's floating around out there, down there. And they get the 40 to 21 win. Yeah, if I'm going to go to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, I better hope that I'm coming back happy after a win. And, you know, really no surprise here. Louisville. Up forty to nothing at one point, you know, against a Point Pleasant team that went in with, uh, you know, just one win. You know, it's just really a shame, you know, them not being in the league now. That, you know, they had to go all that way for a game. I don't know how this contract with this Point Pleasant team works out, but you know, you go down there, you don't worry about it. You don't worry about the long bus rides. You go down, you know, take care of business. Try to do that, and you know that's what they did tonight. You know, with uh, you know Colton Jones, uh, you know almost perfect thirteen to seventeen passing and a touchdown, and uh, you know Nathan Gully a good night running the football, and Louisville now up to five and three on the season. And Louisville with a couple of big games left on the schedule, Mike. You mentioned Central Catholic. I think they've got the Maslin Tigers also. So they've got some some games on the schedule to be ready for. In yeah, they don't have Point Pleasants on the schedule anymore this year. So, uh, you know, that was another reason why, you know, they needed to, you know, go down and, and do what they had to do tonight. And then uh, another game inside the IVC, Sandy Valley defeated East Canton 41-6. Some more numbers for Cameron Blair tonight, Mike? Yeah, uh, four more touchdown passes. That increases his uh, uh, career total now up to uh, 79 as he keeps adding on to his uh, Stark County record. Uh, thing about this is, you know, Sandy Valley now is uh, it's it's kind of scripting the way it did last year for them. Uh, you know, they lost to Indian Valley during the season. Now they've got four wins in a row, and uh, they have Buckeye Trail and uh, Malvern to close out the uh, regular season. And uh, if they uh, win those games, uh, they will uh, repeat as the uh, IVC North champions. And it's probably a game East Canton needed to keep their uh, postseason hopes alive. It's been really kind of an up and down year for them, and uh, now they uh, now they fall down to uh, uh, 
I believe the record is now three and five on the season. So uh, uh, Nathaniel Suntimer, uh, he goes over a thousand yards tonight rushing for East Canton. That's the second time in uh, three seasons he's able to do that. Um, just unfortunate for him that uh, his his senior year likely is not going to have uh, a postseason like the previous uh, uh, two seasons did. But you know, Sandy Valley keeps rolling right along here. Yeah, Malvern and Buckeye Trail, both winners tonight. So those are shaping up to be some good games. Uh, Malvern coming in at a record of 4-4 four and four now. They, they, they're they able to put up points, that much is for sure. Uh, stopping people from scoring points has been some of their issue this season. But Dirk Hutchison had another big night for the Hornets. That's going to be, I think, a really fun matchup when we get to that one. Yeah, they've got some, they've got some weapons. You know, Dirk Hutchison, uh, Adam Mo- Bozier's a good running back. Uh, uh, Kenneth Martin. Kenneth Martin over 100 yards receiving tonight, like three catches for 103 yards. So he yeah, can he make co- big things happen. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago he had almost 300 yards receiving uh, in a, in mm-hmm. one of their games. Uh, I believe it was uh, that uh, wild game they had with East Canton a couple of weeks ago that went back and forth a few times down the stretch. So, uh yeah, last week when uh, Cameron Blair set the record and they uh, handled Strasburg pretty well, uh, you know, Sandy Valley was thinking, you know, it's, you know, those, these last three games are not, you know, we're going to we're going to get our best. The other teams are going to give us their best shot. And, uh, you know, we'll see what uh, Buckeye Trail and Malvern do uh, uh, in the final two games. Yeah, definitely teams to keep an eye on down the stretch. We'd also like to remind you the Akron Children's Hospital Friday Night Ohio dot com game of the week will continue in week nine on Friday. The live stream broadcast in partnership with iHeartRadio will be on FridayNightOhio.com and the Friday Night Ohio app. Coverage will begin at 7 p.m. with our own Sam Berkwin. We'll have the announcement on the game early next week in our early preview episode, so make sure to stay tuned for that. And then just to look at some other scores in the area, Mike, St. Thomas Aquinas defeats Akron North 48-0. They get the shutout. Asian Burt found another way to score. He took a punt, he took a fumble back this time. For a touchdown, yeah, I think he's uh, he's checked all the boxes when it comes to uh, how to score a touchdown uh, this season. Uh, uh, turned a fumble tonight. Uh, he had that one game earlier this season where he had uh, three punt returns for a touch for touchdowns. And uh, another thing we're going to have to dig deeper on because we're getting conflicting reports here as far as uh, whether or not uh, Alex Hawkins has uh, set the uh, Aquinas record. Uh, uh, for touchdown passes in the season with 23. Um, they've reported that he has. We have Anthony Meglin, his junior year, I believe it was 2013, with 25 touchdown passes. No matter what, Alex Hawkins is going to, whether he did it tonight or he's going to he's going to do it soon so he's going to uh break that record uh, uh big key to Aquinas' success this season uh moving over from receiver to quarterback and uh um you know Aquinas uh now with uh 6 and 2 record and uh it's you know looking uh, like postseason for them now yeah, and this one was a real big shocker, Mike. Manchester shut out Northwest 39 to 0. Yeah, Northwest uh you know, they 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 had such a good start and then they 
faced Orville, CVCA, and now Manchester, and uh, that puts them under 500 in the in, in the Pac-7. Still have a chance to have a, a successful season. Still could could get to seven wins uh, in in the Pac-7. But yeah, the uh, it's kind of a surprising just kind of the margin of victory and how uh, easily Manchester was able to handle it. Uh, Ethan yeah. Wright. Uh, 296 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, you know, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure defenses in the Pac-7 uh, won't be sad to see him graduate because uh, he is. Uh, he's uh, you know peaking at the right time this season for Manchester. Yeah, the Pac-7's been really interesting this year. We're just a week removed from Manchester needing overtime to put away Fairless last week. And right. then they come out and just blow the doors off of Northwest. It's hard to, to script how these games are going to go when you're looking at them. That's why I'm probably, uh, I am probably went 0-3 in my Pac-7 No, I, Yeah, I have no doubt. Uh, Triway did get a big win over Fairless tonight. Uh, uh, there wasn't a particularly close game the titans took control of that one pretty early and kind of ran away with things well i think i picked triway so at least i got that one. yeah right. there you are and here's another one uh cvca 20 tusla 14 that one did go to overtime yeah we didn't really uh get any we didn't uh, receive any results from that one right so. details on on that but uh uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that Tuslaw pushes a team that's challenging for the Pac-7 title to uh, to overtime, and you know, kind of goes like what we said, unpredictable uh, unpredictability in this league this year. Yeah, it's definitely some stuff to watch there coming up, and we'll be sure to get you caught up on everything early next week. We're going to look into these records and check everything and make sure we have them right before we officially award the gold stars, Mike. <laughs> Well, thanks for downloading and listening to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by Sarda. Sarda provides over 5,000 rides a day for work. Sarda provides over 2.4 million rides a year. Sarda takes you to work, school, medical appointments, and more. Sarda, where can we take you today? This is a podcast from the Canton Repository Sports Department. Look for our next episode early next week for Mike Papa. I'm Cliff Hickman. We will see you soon. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.